Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Fastball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Fantasy playoffs, probably uh, getting started in your league, or if you're in a roto league, we are in the stretch run. We are just about into September. Welcome, everybody. This is yet another week of awesome fantasy baseball coverage on Fantasy Baseball Today. Team Scam with you. I'm Adam Azer here with Scott White, and Team Scam uh, may have been eliminated from the playoffs in the in that league. Uh, That's all right. We were hard charging at the end. Yeah, it's okay. We we finished uh, yeah. like eighth or ninth. That's fine. Out of sixteen, so I'm proud of it. I'm proud of us, Scott. Um, Definitely have a new strategy for next year. Oh yeah, head to head categories yeah. leagues. Forget about starting pitching, Scott. I made an interesting trade yesterday that I think is a fun, relevant way to start the show. I trade, it's actually, it was like after midnight, technically it was Sunday morning, but it's basically Saturday night before yesterday's action. I traded Kendris Morales for Chris Archer. And I felt like, I gotta do this, right? I just pick up, picked up Kendris Morales like four days earlier. This is a that, that's the kind of offer people are offended when you make it to them, right? I know, this is a classic just buy low, sell high. So, and yeah. then, and then Morales hits a home run in a seventh straight game. Archer gets crushed again. And, uh, grade the trade. Give up Morales, get Archer. I will give it a C plus. Maybe a B minus. I mean, obviously, if this was, even if this was the start of next year, knowing how Archer's 2018 went, I would say you totally got the better end of that deal. But I just have so little faith in Archer. Um, and I'm really not confident you're going to start him down the stretch, but I still think you win because Kendris Morales uh, has always been fringy roster guy, right? And this streak is going to end. Um, he kind of needed this streak to get back to where he normally is. His home run to fly ball rate is now normal after, uh, after being low most of the year. Um, so, you know, he's going to go back to being Kendrick Morales, who's a pretty good, useful hitter when the matchups are right, whatever, but there's still at least a chance Archer, what, whatever's wrong with Archer clicks for him and he's back to being normal Chris Archer down the stretch. So I would rather want that guy on my bench than Kendrick Morales. Well, Morales is the talk of the town. He's owned in about half of CBS Sports League's. He is now batting 264 with 21 home runs. He's hit 28 and 30 home runs in his last two seasons. And uh, last 41 games before yesterday, 41 games entering Sunday when he homered, he was batting 316 with 12 home runs. And his plate discipline, did you mention this, Scott? His plate discipline this year, much better? He has walked more, yeah. Strikeout rate. Yeah, I that's mean, true. Like, Strikeout rate's pretty normal for him, actually. Well, 19.6. I mean, it was 21.7 last year, 19.4 the year before. Well, then what am I normal. missing here? Because he had... Oh, because there's a walk rate that's up? The walk okay. rate's up. Okay, yeah. so it's the walk rate that's up. All right, yeah. Um, but the BABIP's normal. Like I said, the home run to fly ball is now normal after this hot streak. Uh, it's, a, it's a little high. Like, it, it's a little higher than the past two years, but it's not like it's dramatically higher or anything. 
Okay. Uh, he's got to be the hitter to add, right? I mean, we gotta, you gotta give Morales. Yeah, I mean, you can't leave him unrostered. Here's the problem. Like, even if you want to make the case getting back to your archer trade, uh, you know, just, it, it's a stretch run, you gotta go with the hot hand. And Morales is really, is, is clearly the hot hand. The Dodger, I mean, the, what team does he play for? The Blue Jays <laughs> traveled to the NL for three games this week. They're, they're visiting the Padres, I believe it is, for three games to end the week. So unless they're just going to outright sit Justin Smoke, and, you know, maybe they will for a game, but I doubt they're going to bench Smoke for all three of those games and Morales is just going to have a normal week here. I don't I don't really think you can start Morales in a, at least not in a mixed league this week. That's crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. He's going for the record. He's going to try to tie the record of eight percent of eight uh, straight games with a home run. All right, so that's our hitter to add. It's Kendrick Morales. Who's our pitcher to add, Scott? One pitcher that might be out there that you could add. Um, do you have any nominations, Adam? <laughs> sure. Awesome. Right back to you. Well, I'll go right but into. I the... I don't know why this catches me by surprise every week. I have so many notes here. Um, go I'll, ahead. I'll go right into the one-star streamers. Uh, CC Sabathia has a 16% swinging strike rate in his last three starts. That doesn't make any sense to me. But one of those starts was against the White Sox, and that's who he's facing this week. So Sabathia is 78% owned. That is a shallow league option. Sabathia against the White Sox. Another one, this guy is unbelievable. He should be 90% owned. Armand Marquez. He is at San Diego this week. He is an amazing option this week. Armand Marquez threw seven scoreless innings with nine strikeouts at home against the Cardinals, and he's just really taken off. He's got a 257 ERA in his last 10 starts, and he's at the Padres. So that's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's not even a – how owned is he? 75%. Like, that's, that's crazy that he's available anywhere at this point. Yeah. I think he's just must-start right now. I don't, know, I don't know if it'll be that way the rest of the season, but one start, two start, home away. He's been he's been ace like for two months now, right? All right, we're up to seventy eight percent for Ramon Marquez, and and yeah, it's been awesome. So so those are shallow guys, uh, shallow league guys, Sabathia and Marquez. I'm sure they have a lot to their personality. I didn't mean to insult them. Um, Derek Holland is facing the Mets this week. The Mets have the third worst OPS in baseball against lefties, and Holland has you know he's been fine. Uh, he has been fine. I wish he pitched deeper into games, but that's Same. really the only knock on him right now. Andrew Suarez, also a lefty, also facing the Mets. I, d I don't trust him. Do you? No. Nope. Brad Keller gets Baltimore this week. Keller's been pretty solid lately. He's got uh, 307 ERA in August. Brad Keller, 24% Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then uh, then there's Wei-Yin Chen. Wei-Yin Chen has another home game. He's facing the Blue Jays. He has a 186 ERA at home. He just shut out the Braves over six innings with ten strikeouts. That was weird, the strikeouts. That was weird. I think he was celebrating having one of the best uh, players weekend names on his jersey. What was it? It was Wei-Yin. Like, oh, cool. Like, you know, a boxing yeah. Wei-Yin. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is cool. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a 5% owned guy, so if you're desperate, and Wei-Yin Chen's just been great at home, and he's got the Blue Jays at home. Uh, I mean, there are other guys, like Joe Musgrove's available, but in terms of, like, you just want to play matchups or whatever. Um, Michael Fulmer's, no, it, we don't want to start Fulmer's at the Yankees. I'm not sure we talked about this guy on Friday. Um, maybe we did. Did we, did we talk about Sam, Sam Gaviglio? 
Govilio, we did not. What the dealio? What the dealio, Govilio? Well, maybe we no, did. only pronouncing that G, huh? No. What's up, G? Um. <laughs> yeah, his matchups are really good this week. He has Baltimore and Miami. And his three of his last four starts have been good. I mean, he has an ERA near five, so it's not like he's a must-add. But if you, you know, it's it's a week where there are not a lot of two-star pitchers who are available and worth using. He might be on near the top of that list. All right, so those are some pitchers' options if you're just looking to stream this week. Uh, the news and notes about, you know, speaking of Baltimore, I got to tell you, Severino wasn't so great last night. He got lucky he was playing Baltimore. He's still not 100% back. Slider not really working for him yesterday. Fastball was great. Um, but I know you're going to start him. He's got the White Sox this week. But he's still not 100% there. Injuries, news, and notes. Aroldis Chapman's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. The Dodgers are sticking with Kenley Jansen. And Cody Allen's role will not change. He has not lost his closer's role. Look, you could still see Brad Hand get a save here and there, but Allen's still the closer. Buster Posey, hip surgery. He's out six to eight months. And that's crazy. And Nick Hundley is going to be San Francisco's primary catcher. Is he a mixed league guy, Nick Hundley? I don't, I wouldn't call him a mixed league guy. Two catcher leagues, sure, but he's not going to break into the top 12 or even the top 16. Okay, Calvin Herrera was carted off the field, so that stinks. It was that's the Nationals closer, and I yep. I know we're not going to trust uh, what's Coda his name? Glover. Coda Glover, yeah. Coda Blue, Danny Glover. Coda Blue. Uh, Gary Sanchez could be back in about a week. <laughs> we were both making dumb jokes at the same time. I just and don't, it was a different joke. I don't know who Coda Blue is. It's just like Code Blue, you know. Coda, oh, yours was terrible. Well, yours wasn't any better. <laughs> I felt obligated to make a joke after you said Code of Blue. I just didn't know what was <laughs> happening there. I thought it was simultaneous. No. Rewind the tape. Uh, um, all right, Gary Sanchez could be back in about a week. Sean Manaya on the DL with a shoulder impingement. Something to keep in mind for Chase Anderson. He's been much better when he has six or more days of rest, and they're trying to stretch him out so he can be on more rest. But if you own Anderson, keep an eye on that. Jeff Samarja had a setback. Malik Smith is recovering from a viral infection, so he's still out. Cannot start Smith this week. Um, Arotis Viscayano could be back soon for the Braves, Scott. Do you think he reclaims the closer's job? I do not. Okay, Minter. Minter. He was back yesterday. Who, Viscayano was? or No, Minter was. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was dealing with a little something or other. Uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah, sorry. Chris Bryant. Are we starting Chris Bryant this week? I don't think I would. Um, it was an injury that was impacting his production. And, yeah, I, I'd just rather play it safe. Obviously, the deeper the league, the, the worse your replacement option is, and you you may have to. I mean, there's also, you know, might, it might only be half the week, you know? Yeah. That he's back. So it, it would have to be a deep league. And I, the thing with Brian, the good thing is with Chris Brian, he had a shoulder injury. He says he's feeling a lot better. He says he's feeling more powerful now. So let's hope he finishes strong, but it would be risky. Yep. Lance McCullers is unlikely to join the Houston rotation this year. Rejoin it so you can drop him. What about Fromber Valdez? Any interest in Fromber Valdez? 
I'm not completely disinterested. I, I wanted it to be Josh James who was ended up filling that rotation spot instead. Uh, but Valdez had 11.3 strikeouts per nine in the minors this year. An ERA over four, and it wasn't with like a high home run rate or walks. The, the, I, I don't know. That was kind of weird. But uh, there does seem to be some strikeout potential here, and obviously a good supporting cast. So uh, I don't know exactly when his next turn is. I feel like the Astros will probably skip him whenever possible. But deep leagues, you might want to give him a look. And do we wait? Do we know that he's in the rotation, or just speculating? Um. Well, I it, it's. I mean, it makes sense. We don't he started. Know. No, he started, we don't know. Yeah. They they haven't had. They've had an opening for a few weeks since McCullers went down, and they had a bullpen game. Um, and they were that that turn was coming up again Tuesday, I believe, of this upcoming week. But that's since changed because they decided to take that turn on Sunday instead. Right. Uh, that's Framber Valdez for the Astros. Yasmani Grandal's nickname last weekend was Yasmanian Devil, which is great because remember he autocorrects to. Tasmanian grandma in my phone, <laughs> so I like that. And Gary Sanchez. Oh, I already mentioned Gary Sanchez could be back next week. I just love Gary Sanchez so much that I wanted to tell you twice. Um, I thought about like, what would your nickname be, Scott, if you had if we did nickname weekend. Mm, something I'm called around the office a lot is Scotty Blanco. Mm, okay, so it would probably be that Scotty, or just maybe just Blanco. No, I like Scotty Blanco. Put it all on there. Yeah, I had okay. the thought that. I hope I haven't already said this before, like maybe last year this time. I don't remember ever thinking it, so I doubt I said it. Well, my nickname, everybody just calls me Azer, but I couldn't put that on the back of my jersey that on nickname weekend. That'd be lame. So I, I thought, okay, I would probably have to go with double A. Sometimes people used to call me double A. But then if I were a major league baseball player and I had double A on the back of my jersey, I feel like that would be a really bad idea. Yeah. That probably. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't intimidate anyone, that's for sure. If you were good, you'd be fine. I guess. If you were bad, you might it might be it might be a bad omen there. I like we actually had um the I I I don't know what the thinking was behind it, but they actually had like t shirts or like jersey shirts kind of for the whole office where they had us pick a oh, number yeah. and put a name on the back of it. Uh-huh. And you picked Rowan Gardner. I did with I the did. number one. Which was, Which was his number in Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it was. Of course it was. Because people tell uh, me I look like that actor. Uh, yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, I get you that a do. lot. Yep, yep. Yeah, that works. I think you should do that again. Rowan Gardner? Okay, I would do that. It only works if you have number one. Though. Yeah, that's I, I like true. The, I like the contrast between the skinniest number and the really long name. You know? Yep, totally. Um, all right, Scott, ready to sit, ready to buy, ready to add, ready to drop. Are you ready to sit Zach Godley at San Francisco this week? I am not ready to sit him, no. I, the last two starts weren't very good. He might be the reason that we're out of the playoff race now in uh, mm. in the For the People League. But wah, wah. nonetheless, there are still a lot more good starts than bad recently. Uh, just those walks keep popping up from time to time. Are you ready to sit Jose Barrios? Tough matchup at Texas this week. Yeah, I'm not sure what's wrong with him. Apparently he had a stomach issue yesterday. He did, yeah. But his velocity was way down. It was down like three miles per hour on average. And you know, a lot of his fastballs were in the eighties. So I gotta was, think that's the stomach issue. 
Maybe, but as Chris pointed out, he's had some control issues for, you know, going to going back a few starts now, which are unusual for him. So I don't know. I don't know that he's okay. What's the matchup? At Texas, I believe they have the fifth highest yeah, home OPS. I, 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 that's been the worst park for pitchers this year. I'd play it safe and sit him. Wow. All right. Sitting Barrios. Uh, are you ready to buy? Ready to buy Mike Fires? Uh, I mean, sh- yeah, I could use him. Sure. I mean, if it's a bad time to buy coming off a two start week. Uh, and I don't think he's actually as good as he's shown, but he has had more than a strikeout per inning with the A's. Um, it's just like, how many times has Mike Fires faked us out in his career? He's had. I know, but it's 16 starts most, with a 2.30 ERA now. Yeah, he's had stretches that long where he's been that good, and I, he's not really that good. It's true. I think it's just he has stretches where his command is so pinpoint fine that it makes him look like an elite pitcher, but it's just unsustainable. I'm fine using him right now. I just don't don't get too comfortable. Are you ready to buy Derek Rodriguez? Yeah. I mean, he's pitched over he's pitched over his head. He's not always going to be as good as he's been, but I'd have no con- I I have no real concerns about starting him right now. He's been so consistent. I definitely have no concerns about starting Derek Rodriguez at home. And his upcoming start this week is home against Arizona. Are you ready to add the following pitchers? Austin Gomber. Austin Gomber will face the Reds this week. Six innings, two runs at Colorado yesterday. Are you ready to add Austin Gomber? It was just one walk, I believe, in that start, too. Which, that's been the issue for him, is just so many walks. Um, Yeah. He's usable, sure. I could add him. Would you rather start Austin Gomber against Cincinnati or Derek Holland against the Mets? I would rather start, I think Holland. Okay. It's close. How about Holland, Gomber, or a two-start Gavilio? Points league, I'd go Gavilio. Okay. What the dealio? Uh, Are you ready to add Lucas Giolito? Seven quality starts in his last nine. Lucas Giolito. He has been much better. I'm not ready to add him. It's it's still the the walks to strikeouts is still closer, too close for comfort for me. And he has Boston at home this week, so I don't think we want to start Lucas Giolito. Are you ready to drop the following players? Chris Archer. No. My concern with Chris Archer, I mean, obviously it depends on who's out there. In none of my leagues is anybody that interesting on the waiver wire. So it's really not a thought to it. Because my concern is that you drop him, somebody else picks him up, and that's when he becomes the ace-level pitcher you thought you were drafting. Because it's it's still in there. Like, there's nothing is... The velocity's fine. The swinging strike rate's fine. He's definitely not far off. And, I have uh, a very different take on Chris Archer. It could come back to bite you in a big way. I'm done with Chris Archer. I mean, I'm not done with Chris Archer. I'm still starting him. I just traded well, for him, I'm, for God's sake. But I just don't think... He's only ace level because of innings. You know, if if he is ace level at all. No, just innings and strikeouts. Yeah, but his strikeout rate is way down this year. I know. That's one of the weird things. You know? and it doesn't make a, sense. He's a two-pitch pitcher. His changeup that he throws 10% of the time is it? I don't think it's very good. He pretty much, I think, throws it against lefties. 
Um, now, look, I watched yesterday's start because I traded for him. I was invested. I turned it off in the middle of that six-run inning. It could have been a much better inning. There were a there were a few defensive plays that were not made behind him, but they were not easy plays, and the balls were getting hit hard. But ordinarily, like Starling Marte makes that catch in center field and ends the inning, and I think there were four more runs that scored after that. But um, you know, it could have been better. And then he recovered. He threw a scoreless inning after that, I believe. Um, I just see a guy like it's three years in a row with a, with a four ERA or worse, right, or around that. Like eventually, yeah. I mean, if you're only assessing him on the ERA, he's not the best choice. But he was. Obviously a productive fantasy pitch in the previous two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um the I you like I'm not even saying you need to start him. I I think you should be done with him in terms of I, I don't anticipate starting Archer again this year. But it's kind of the same argument I've been making for look, if you've committed this much to time to Vladimir Guerrero, you might as well keep him on your roster because in the off chance he does get called up. You don't want him benefiting somebody else's team. It's it's the same sort of deal. He, you're just planting Archer on your best bench so that he doesn't become like a booby trap, you know? Are you ready to drop Luis Castillo? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I'd be more likely to drop him than Archer. Are you ready to drop Gio Gonzalez, even though he had a good start against the Mets on Friday? Yeah, he sucks. Are you ready to drop Tyler Anderson? It has fallen apart for Tyler Anderson. Six or more runs allowed in three of his last five starts, but he's at San Diego this week. Yeah, it's not like he's anywhere close to eighth level, even when he's going right. So that's that's not going to hurt you so much. You can drop him. Are you ready to drop Andrew Heaney? Andrew Heaney, five runs uh, against the Astros on Friday, and last five starts he has a 6.67 ERA, and he's at the Astros this week. Andrew Heaney. <sighs> um, I'd be okay dropping him. He's really in a scary area, um, in terms of innings. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how much he has left. All right, Andrew Heaney, see you later. Now, it, you know, would you be happy if 80 percent of the roster moves you made were a good good move, Scott? 80 percent, four out of five. You'd be happy yeah. with that, right? It's a great rate. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Within one day. That's how long it took me to regret the Kendris Morales-Chris Archer trade. But within one day, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate. If you want to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, ZipRecruiter.com slash S-T-R-I-K-E. You can try it for free. ZipRecruiter, you know, makes it what used to be very hard, hiring, uh, really easy. You used to have to go through multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. Today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. So you post your job. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. They find the right matches for you. They scan thousands of resumes, and they bring good candidates to your attention so you never miss a great match. And that's why ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. Our listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, people. Type it in right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. A lot of bullpen stuff yesterday, or all weekend. I don't know what the most significant was. Adam Conley got a save for the Marlins. I think three lefties were due up, so that's probably why. Drew Steckenrider came back, got the save on Saturday. Uh, Pedro Strope 
blew a save. Whatever, he's the closer. Jeremy Jeffress blew a save on Friday, but got a save on Sunday, Scott. Thoughts there? Yeah, he had three saves this past week. So sounds like it's finally playing out like we hoped. All right, Jeremy Jeffress, wonderful. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, Cody Allen, we mentioned he's going to keep that role. Zach Britton got a save on Friday. I think Batances got a one-out save on Saturday. And then David yeah, Robinson yeah, got Yeah, that the... sounds right. And Batan- uh, Britton's save wasn't clean. No, it wasn't. I think he gave up a run. He right? gave up a homer on Friday. Yep. Yeah. And then they used uh, Britton in the seventh and the eighth yesterday, and David Robertson got the save on Sunday. I still expect Robertson to get the majority of the saves while Chapman's out. Do you? Yeah. Robert Gazelman got a save on Friday. We don't talk about him a lot, but if you're tired of all this uncertainty, Willie Peralta is the Royals' closer, right? I mean, he's going to get the saves for them. Whatever saves are available and however capable he is of converting them, yes. Uh, Mark Melanson got a save on Saturday. Will Smith has been struggling a bit lately. And then Melanson got a save on Sunday. There's no way Smith was available to pitch on Sunday. He had pitched three straight days. Who's the closer in San Francisco? I got to believe it's still Will Smith, even though Melanson saved got saves two days in a row, like you said. He, even if they were thinking of putting him in the role, it wouldn't last long. But I don't think they are. I think it's just Will Smith got in trouble. Will Smith needed a day off. And I, you know, I said I, I expect Robertson to get the most saves for the Yankees. Just to go back, like Batanzas got the save on Saturday because Canely was in a five nothing game, struggling in the ninth. Batanzas got a one out save. I don't know if Batanzas was available yesterday, so. I'm not taking back what I said about Robertson, but it's possible Batances could have been used in that situation. All right, and Kenley J. Oh, Jace Fry. Jace Fry got the save for the White Sox. Okay, whatever. He's their best reliever. I. Yeah. I've been wishing he was the guy, but it's you know they've shown no commitment to anyone. Kenley Jansen's been struggling, but uh, would you start him this week, Kenley Jansen? I mean, maybe if if I needed saves, and you know, if it was a if it was a if it was a head-to-head league where you have two relief spots, maybe you have a third guy you could use instead. But otherwise, I'd start it. And this is an interesting one: the Phillies bullpen. Sir Anthony Dominguez has been really struggling. On Sunday, he pitched in a non-save situation. On Friday or on Saturday, he pitched in the seventh and the eighth, and he gave up three runs. Uh, has he lost a job? Sir Anthony? Uh, There's reason to wonder if he's going to get another save chance anytime soon. Yes, he's been pretty unreliable of late. And, uh, you know, they haven't hesitated to mix in Pat Neshek, Victor Arano. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's still the one I want to own right now, but I'm, I'm not doing it with much confidence. Any interesting ad drops for you, Scott? Not so much. I feel like it's been a lame few weeks for ad drops, other than obviously the Kopech call-up was exciting. Yeah, um, you added, uh, you did add Kendris Morales and dropped Teoscar yeah. Hernandez. That's a good call. You added Clay yeah. Buckholtz in a Roto League. Two-star pitcher, yep. And, you know, not, not widely available. Yeah. That was the one league where I think I could have picked him at. I uh made a lot of ad drops. Uh, not so many, actually. Um, well, in one league. 
I made a lot, um, daily league. But in a weekly league, weekly league, I, I added Ken Giles. Excuse me. And I dropped Carlos Martinez. I obviously could drop him. And I also added Kendris Morales and I dropped Steven Gonzalez. And I'm trying to think. I added Cole Calhoun. I can't believe he was still available in, in my categories league. Did yeah. you say Steven Gonzalez? Gonzalez, sorry. Okay. Yeah. The twins pitcher who does not need to be owned. <laughs> trying to think uh any other interesting transactions. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's been slow. They, they weren't interesting. They were I made some, but they weren't interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I see Luke Voigt was picked up in one of my leagues, so we have to talk about him. He might be the Yeah, we do need to baseman. talk about him actually. Let's see if he's on uh, the most added list, Scott. Let's take okay. a look. Most added list number one is Kendris Morales. He's now 58% owned. It's gone up 12% since last night. Sam Gavilio is number two. Well done. Dellen Batansis number three. Maybe. Maybe smart move. Maybe not. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez is 82% owned. Are you buying this hot streak from him? Over the last 28 days, he's the number four shortstop in points, number two in Roto, batting 315 with eight home runs over the last 28 days. Marwin Gonzalez. Yeah, he's actually number one on the top ten sleeper hitters for this week. Astros have good matchups. He's hit uh, more than half of his season total just in August in home runs. And that's mainly what was lacking from his breakout year last year. Is he just, the power just wasn't the same. So I don't know what's behind it exactly, but he suddenly seems highly usable again. Okay, so put uh, Marvin Gonzalez in your lineup. Brett Anderson is on the most added list. He's number five and. You just really got to be careful with Brett Anderson. He's up to 57% owned, I think. And Anderson is at Houston at home against Seattle. I, I think we said avoid him, right? I mean, there's a chance he's there's a chance he's decent because he is an elite ground ball pitcher. And as we've seen from um, uh, Dallas Keuchel and Marcus Stroman over the years, that can be enough to make the guy useful in fantasy, but both of them are better strikeout pitchers than Anderson, so it's a long shot. Roberto Ozuna got a save over the weekend as he continues to try to claim that role. Uh, Greg Allen, I think it's only a Roto League. He steals a ton of bases. He's 19% owned. I forgot to pick up Greg Allen. I wanted to, and I forgot. He's a Cleveland outfielder, and yeah, he steals all the time. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson this week, Miami, and at the White Sox. I get why people are picking them up, but if they would read my two-start pitcher rankings column, they would see that's a bad idea because probably Eduardo Rodriguez is going to come back this weekend and cancel that second start, or at least push it back. Uh, it's not clear Brian Johnson would be the one he's replacing. Yeah, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you picking up Brian? Read Scott's column. Read it. Exactly. Always. Uh, Melky Cabrera, Tyler White, both 20% owned. Any interest in Melky or Tyler White? Yeah. Passing interest in both. Tyler White's actually on the top 10 sleepers hitters for this week. He has been starting, I think he started every game at DH since Altuve got back. I don't think he started yet. I don't think he started yesterday. Okay. Well, there's one. Everyone but yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he's, Done at pretty much every time he's played, he's done something big. Huge numbers of AAA this year. Uh, I don't, I'm not confident he's going to start all seven of the Astros games this week, but if he starts five, 
it's a good chance uh, he, he'll be useful in a number of leagues. All right, a few other players that are widely available. Jeff McNeil, who is dealing with injury right now, um, and Daniel Ponce de Leon. Do you have interest in them? McNeil had a nice week. Yeah. He's batting 340. I have some interest in both of them. They're not, like, it, it's, it's deeper league interest. Like, I, I definitely see a path for McNeil being a quality fantasy option. Really good play discipline. Uh, just, it's a bad supporting cast and I'm not confident the power, like, without a good supporting cast, I'm not sure he has enough power to carry himself kind of thing. Alright. Uh, and then DeLeon is, Getting start skipped and it just doesn't seem like it's, he's a high priority for the Cardinals. He's yet. also getting half of his last name skipped by Scott because he is Ponce de Leon. What I say, De Leon? Yeah, just De Leon. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, De Leon. his first name because De Leon is, is, you know, a last name in and of itself. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's Jose De Leon. Okay. I guess that's. This is really. There actually was a first name Ponce, last name De Leon. Yeah, that's right. There, there was. This has gone off the rails. <laughs> Scott, um, who do the Georgia Bulldogs open with? And are you excited? I am excited. I am excited for the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know who they open. Oh with. yeah, you must be real fired up then. You must be real. I can't uh, wait. I can't. I don't wait, have man. bandwidth to like. To have these like uh anticipation uh research parties. Research parties? That's what it requires to find out who Georgia's playing? No. I just kinda think of a good term for a it. Research That's what I came party? Up with. We've got a team like, of scientists. Know, in in my less busy days, I could just sit at a computer and read a bunch of stuff and yeah. You know, look forward to things, but now it's just like it's here, and I gotta carve out the time to enjoy it once it's actually here. Much less. They open with Austin P this weekend, so you can take okay. the weekend off. Austin yeah, I'm not P. as excited now. They will be at South Carolina on September 8th. This is such a great there time you. of year. Great time of year. College football. I get more excited for the start of college football season than NFL. Don't tell anybody that. Uh, NFL kicking off. We got baseball. This is, I'm not doing a read right now. I'm just telling you how genu- genuinely excited I am for sports at this moment. Well, basketball pretty so, uh, soon too. You were going into your read voice. I thought I it was. was read. Scott, let me tell you something. Get there with Seeking now. Um, <laughs> all right, hitters, 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 hitters. Double dongs. Matt Chapman has yep. just been unbelievable since the All-Star break. He double donged on Sunday. Tyler Austin's actually been pretty good since getting traded to. Traded or signed, whatever, to Minnesota. Um, Tyler Austin, nobody seems to care about him, Scott. Do you care about him? He hasn't played every day with the Twins, which makes it a little harder to get behind him. But, yeah, he's shown a lot of power. You know, still the lefty-righty splits are so skewed toward lefties that, I don't know. I mean, between him and, like, Luke Voigt, it's a toss-up probably. I might actually prefer Voight. Yeah, I don't think Voight's going to be the everyday first baseman, but they'll ride him while he's hot. He held homer three times over the weekend. I'm going to give up on the great Including a two-homer game. Yep, two homers uh, Friday. In the minors this year, 
He was on basically a, well, I'm, he was on what would be a close to like a 25 homer pace with an OPS near 900. And Have that you ever was seen him? Second year in a row of doing that. He could rip Have your arms. Yeah, he could rip yeah. your arms right out of your socket. He is in, like, I believe it. Absolutely ripped. Yeah. Um, all right. So those are guys, those deeper leagues for sure. Luke Voigt and, uh, and Tyler Austin. Yonder Alonso homer twice. Good for him. Other hitters. What do you think about Freddie Galvis? Top six shortstop over the last 21 days. He's hot. That's the most I can say for him. He's not very good. Jed Lowry's hot. You can use him. How are his matchups this week, Jed Lowry? Uh, Oakland's matchups are kind of middle of the road. He's you, no reason to bench him because of it. 903 OPS in August. Uh, we should probably spend more time on Miguel and Duhar maybe tomorrow, but he's so three, he's got a 641 slugging percentage in August. He's been great. David Bodie has homered in three of his last five games. He has an 884 OPS. David Bodie is 6% owned. Is David Bodie about to become irrelevant when Chris Bryant returns? Yeah, I'd have to figure the playing time is going to be reduced. And I don't have a lot of confidence in him sustaining this performance, even if he doesn't. He's a ground ball hitter with a 333 BABIP. So it seems like both the average and the power production are inflated. Okay, David Bodie. And then there's Tyler O'Neill, who has homered three times in his last four games, Scott. Cardinals outfielder, Tyler O'Neill. A little bit of Coors Field in there, but not all of it. Yeah, struck out seven times during that same stretch, so that's a little concerning. But, yeah, he has a lot of power, and with Ozuna on the DL, seems like he's going to play every day. So I would I would pick him up over Void or um, Austin. Maybe yeah. even like Tyler White, depending on what you need. What about David Dahl versus Tyler O'Neill? David Dahl has started 10 of the last 11 games. Yeah, I expect more diverse production from Dahl, but if you're mostly looking at a guy who's going to help you catch up in home runs, I'd definitely go O'Neill. We've got Billy McKinney, 6% owned. He has homered three times in his last five games. This is a Blue Jays outfielder. I think he sits against lefties. He's only 0 for 2 against lefties, so I'm guessing he sits. Billy McKinney, 6% owned, Scott. Have you uh, considered him? Not really. The minor league production is pretty uninspiring. He gets on base a good amount, but only to the extent that his batting average has allowed because that has been low pretty often. And then let's talk about pitchers from yesterday. I'm going to save all the studs, the ones who were studs, the ones who were duds, the ones who were somewhere in between. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. I think there's only seven games on the schedule today. Let's talk about just players that people can add. Okay, Armand Marquez, obviously. This is Fringy Starting Pitchers Part 1, 65 to 79% own. So we love Marquez. Vince Velasquez and Nick Pavetta, they both get the Cubs this week at home. How much do you trust Velasquez and Pavetta? They're about 80% owned, just under. I I like Pavetta more. Um, I don't think either's must own, so I don't I don't have a lot of trust in them. I guess if that's the word we're going to use, but they have more upside than probably most of what you'll find on the waiver wire. Okay, and Anibal Sanchez, he's dealing with a hamstring injury, I believe, or a calf or something. It might be a cramp, but would you start Anibal Sanchez against Pittsburgh this week? Um, 
not automatically, but if if that was one of my best options, sure. Fringy starting pitchers part two. Yeah, it was wonderful. Fringy starting pitchers part two. Joe Musgrove is at St. Louis. Michael Fulmer is at the Yankees. Mike Leak is at Oakland. Musgrove, Fulmer, and Leak. Uh, what do you think? I think Musgrove is fine. Uh, I'd like Fulmer if he didn't have that matchup. I don't know. It's kind of the same thing with Anibal Sanchez. Like, I'm not excited to start any of them. I'm not afraid to start any of them. They're just kind of whatever. If you have a spot to fill, whatever. Fringy starting pitchers part three, 30 to 50% owned. Steven Matz will be at San Francisco. Had a great start against the Nationals over the weekend. Matt Harvey will get Milwaukee this week at home. Alex Cobb, last eight starts, he has a 224 ERA. He gets Toronto this week. Wade LeBlanc is at Oakland, and Derek Holland is against the Mets. Matz, Harvey, Cobb, LeBlanc, and Derek Holland. So now we get to the area where I just, I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> um, you know, Holland, I feel like, has the highest floor. So he'd be the one I'm most likely look into, but I don't know that, I don't know that Steven Matz is even a good pitcher anymore because he hasn't had his best pitch in a couple years now. Uh, he's gotten by better than I thought he would this year, but the negatives still outweigh the positives. And yeah, I mean, Harvey Cobb, they've been, they've been better than their ratios say they should be. And I would just say, you know, Holland, we talked about at the top of the show. He does have a good matchup if you're desperate for a streamer. Home against the Mets. Third worst OPS against lefties is not the worst thing. Uh, deep leagues. Andrew Suarez, we said we're not really that interested. Brad Keller though against Baltimore maybe. That's uh, could, could work. Yeah. He's, I like him more than everybody in the last group. Honestly. Brad Keller. So 24% owned seems. Seems like he's being overlooked. He's such a low strikeout guy, though. Yeah. I mean, none of them are good strikeout guys. Greg Holland, I mean, uh, Derek Holland. I guess Holland has more than one, uh, one per inning, but that's it. Yeah. It's just amazing to look at Derek Holland's numbers. Like, he, he is ha- 365 ERA and a strikeout per inning. Crazy. Yeah. He's been good. Uh, Dan Straley, John Gant, Ryan Barucki, Pablo Lopez, Felix Pena, Framber Valdez, Alec Mills, Erasmo Ramirez. You know what? Felix Pena was a guy I added in a couple of leagues. And I think one of them for sure was a head-to-head points league. He's relief pitcher eligible and um, has a really good slider that has led to some big strikeout games at times. It's not efficient, isn't somebody you count on for a quality start. Very often, but the right matchups. He's a two-star pitcher this week, or I guess he's not because yeah. he started yesterday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's not a two-star pitcher, but he's worth rostering as a spark, I think. Felix Pena, and he's at Houston this week, so he just faced Houston. Six innings, three runs, two walks, five strikeouts. That was at home with the Angels, and now he'll be at Houston. I, I think people will be a little hesitant to start him, but hey, Felix Pena, not so bad. All right, let's take a look at today's matchups. Steven Strasburg at Zach Eflin. I would start Eflin. And who's the other one, Felix? No, Strasburg. Strasburg. Okay, start Strasburg too. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I mean, not 
We were I'm not very super concerned. confident either because they were terrible last time, but yeah, I probably would. All right. That's your prerogative. Uh, we got the Blue Jays <laughs> at the Orioles. Sam Gavilio at David Hess. Uh, when Gavilio has two starts, it's a little easier to get behind than if you're, you know, if you have the ability to move a player in and out of your lineup every day. So I would say no to Gavilio and no to Hess. Carlos Rodon at Masahiro Tanaka. I would start both. Oh, starting Rodon at Yankee Stadium. Yep, yeah, I right. would. I would. I'm not as down on them as Chris is. Uh, Mets at Cubs, Cindergard at Lester. I'd be okay with both. Lester's not great, but the Mets are not great either. Brett Anderson is at Garrett Cole. Yeah, just Cole in that one. John Gray at Odrisa Murdespanye. Just Gray. Patrick Corbin at Chris Stratton. Just Corbin. All right, we've got a lot of emails to get to here. Let's see what we can do. This is from Casey. I need to start two in a 12-team Roto League. Archer, Miner. Really, this is so tough. You can't do this without the matchups. Archer, Miner, Ryu, Fires, Tyler Anderson. Archer, Miner, Ryu, Fires, Tyler Anderson. Pick two. All right, definitely not Anderson. Uh, I think I'd go Fires and Ryu. Fires and Ryu, yeah, that's what I was yep. thinking as well. All right, I'm going to have to go through the inbox here. Ben wants to know, what are the chances that Walker Bueller makes two starts this week? I think pretty good. Okay. He, I, I just wonder what's going to happen after this week because he'll start to enter. He's already over his previous career high in innings, and I suspect they want him contributing to the playoff in the playoffs if they advance that far. So I could see him transitioning to the bullpen and maybe Ross Stripling transitioning back to the rotation. Andy wants to know which three closers you would start. ERA and WHIP are not important. Saves are important. Rysel Iglesias, Will Smith. Trevor Hildenberger, Roberto Osuna, Batances, and Robertson. Iglesias, Will Smith, Hildenberg, or Osuna, Batances, and Robertson. Pick three. Osuna. Um, oh man. Who, who was the guy who sent this email again? I need to see the list. Just I too s- many I names. Okay. Thanks. You sent it to me. Okay. So I would go Iglesias. Osuna and Will Smith, I think. The Robertson's very close. This is from Kevin in Kalamazoo. Gosman against Pittsburgh or Newcomb against Tampa Bay? I would go uh Gosman. Yeah. That was it was disappointing that the Braves removed him so early yesterday because he was throwing another gym. It was just a Pinch pinch hitter. Hitter. His, yeah. his lineup spot came up in a big spot, and they decided to pinch hit for him. But only eighty innings, only eighty pitches through five innings. Also, in a DH slot, Otani or Tyler White? I would go. I, I definitely like White's matchups more this week, so I think I'd go him. Unless you know, there's a roster crunch. Obviously, he's the less rosterable of the two. He'd have to drop Sean Doolittle to add Tyler White. Or Otani. I don't, I don't think it's a must. I think you could just go with Otani. Greg in Michigan, sit one of these guys this week. 
Nelson Cruz, Juan Soto, and Peralta. Who? Who's Peralta? David Peralta? Oh, it must be. I was thinking the same uh, thing. Who is Peralta? Uh, so Soto, David Peralta, and the other one was... Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Sit one. Oh, you know what? This is actually easy because the, the Mariners are in the NL for two games. Beautiful. So, sit Cruz. Uh, Paul wants us to mention that Trevor Cahill has a .85 ERA at home and a .692 ERA on the road. Trevor Cahill. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that before when we've talked about him. Okay, good. I'm glad. Good home away splits. Okay, perfect. Well, if, if he's at home, it's good. <laughs> Jesse needs uh, some some starting help here. 14-team Roto League. Uh, trying to get in sixth place. K's and wins will really help, but I can't kill my ERA whip. Okay. So he plans on starting Rodon and Gavilio and Ponce de Leon and Marco Gonzalez. Uh, he wants to know... Oh my god, this is a really funny email. I forgot to read the greeting. But anyway, would you start a one-start Castillo, a one-start Archer, or a one-start Glass now over any of the guys he mentioned? Two-start Rodon, two-start Gavilio, two-start, or one-start Ponce de Leon, one-start Marco Gonzalez. Yes. I would not start Gonzalez or Ponce de Leon. Instead, I would start. I would start Glass now, and I would start Castillo. And uh, he said, "Dear Greg, Sonny, and Dellen, those are Yankees owned in less than fifty percent of leagues that Adam will talk about today." That's hilarious because I did talk about Greg Bird and Dellen Batances. I talked about Greg Bird in a "I am such a loser" way. And Batanzas needed to be talked about. I haven't mentioned Sonny Gray. He had a great start against the Orioles. He's going back to the bullpen. Don't pick up Sonny Gray. Uh, this is from John. I have a DL spot open. Should I stash Donaldson or Abreu? You should stash Abreu. More confident he'll be back and contributing. And finally from Bill. Would you start a one-start Armand Marquez over any of these two-start pitchers? Clay Buckholtz, Kyle Gibson, Walker Bueller. I would start him over all of them. If you're asking me to sit one, I would sit Buckholtz. What are Gibson's mm. matchups this week? Gibson is at yeah, Cleveland and Gibson. at Texas. Yeah, I think I do have Buckholtz ranked higher in my two-star pitcher rankings. So I would sit Gibson. All right, Marquez over Gibson. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope this was helpful. We'll come back tomorrow, talk about yesterday's games, and do some regulating. Email us at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. For Scott White, I'm Adam Azer. Adios.